What's it take today to be a global security leader? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group, and I'm talking today with Emil D'Angelo, the International President of ISACA. Emil, thanks so much for joining me today. Tom, pleasure to be here. Now, I see you've just been re-elected as President of ISACA, and you've also got a role with the Bank of Tokyo Mitsubishi, so maybe you can give us a sense of what are all the multiple roles that you're playing these days. Uh, sure. Um, well, as, as you mentioned, I'm a, a Senior Vice President with the Bank of Tokyo Mitsubishi UFJ. Uh, we're the um, largest bank in, uh, in Japan. Uh, equivalent to uh, a Bank of America or Citibank uh, here in the U.S., uh, and I'm responsible uh, uh, for uh, within the U.S. environment uh, or the Americas, as we call it, which is uh, North and South America, uh, for um, corporate data security. Um, with that, I also have, um, besides information security, uh, disaster recovery planning from an IT perspective, uh, as well as for IT looking at our auto liaison, which, um, as you might imagine, for a, a, a global bank, we have to deal with uh, a number of different regulatory uh, folks and uh, external auditors and internal auditors. So I'm kind of a gatekeeper as people come in to uh, focus on uh, the technology world uh, here at the bank, along with uh, compliance issues and so forth as well. Um, from a... Um, uh, professional association perspective, uh, I've, I've been with ISACA uh, for over 25 years, and I had the pleasure of being the international president last year, and you can run two consecutive terms, and they were kind enough to vote me back in uh, for a second term, which uh, just just kicked off um, on June 6th. So... Um, we're happy to help um, provide the strategy uh, for for ISACA, and uh, a, a lot of our focus, uh, both last year and this year, is to um, really get back to basics and um, pragmatic information for for our members uh, as as we're moving forward with our new strategy. Well, Emil, you're in a unique position, both with ISACA and with the bank, because you get to see the challenges for banking and security leaders globally. If you would name off the top two or three, what are the biggest issues that executives such as yourself face when you're trying to manage information security and risk over the globe? Well, you're right, and and, and one of the things that uh, certainly I promised to bring uh, to the association is, uh, is, is somebody who is a practitioner, if you will, who's, uh, so to speak, out there fighting the alligators and uh, and making sure that ISAC is focused on on those kinds of issues, um, whether you be a uh, a member who's the constituents from either the uh, assurance side, the security side, or, or the governance side. And and, and uh, to your question, um, the big issues are are the are the things about the, the the governance of IT, the governance of security. And, and how you match up your um, the goals that you're trying to accomplish to, to the business goals that are uh, that whatever your organization is, is, is trying to accomplish and and work through whatever that uh, in, in my case uh, or in, in all of our constituents cases or you know what is that appetite for risk and uh, 
and, and making sure you're communicating that uh, uh, to the business and the, and the people that have to make those decisions. And well, do you find these challenges are enhanced when you have to deal with multiple uh, time zones, multiple nations? Uh, of course. Um, I mean, working for a Japanese bank, you have the, the simple issue or not so simple issue of uh, 13-hour uh, time difference. Uh, so just the, the practicalities of uh, when you need that, so to speak, uh, face-to-face kind of or uh, instead of non-email, non you know, trying to make presentations and so forth. Uh, time difference is just a a simple issue of reality that that one has to deal with uh, kind of extends everybody's day on on both sides of the ocean, if you will, uh, to make some of those things happen. Uh, you uh, oftentimes even you know certainly have um, uh, language related issues and so forth, you know, as as part of the process, and uh, and even uh, cultural issues that that uh, have to get dealt with uh, for entities, international organizations, or always things you have to take into consideration along with the, the normal issues of uh, ensuring that everybody's on the same page and, and, and focused on the, on the same issues. Uh, just a follow-up to that, do you find when you're talking about information security, risk management, governance, that there are language and cultural differences on those topics as well as what we would expect? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I, sometimes I think in certain cultures, uh, Certain things are taken for granted, and other times, uh, you know, that you might, you know, when you're first introducing some of these topics, um, you know, even certain words don't even translate. Uh, words like the word control um, in the in the Japanese language uh, didn't even exist. Uh, so having to explain what those kinds of things mean uh, can certainly uh, sometimes be a challenge. Give us a sense of how you've met these challenges to be successful. Well, I think that a has actually been very helpful in that in, in making those things uh, uh, successful because you can point to a uh, uh, a, a process or a, or a, a, a strategy that's uh, uh, been vetted, you know, by a, a lot of people from around the globe that um, are are tried and tested, and you can use that uh, to help uh, get your point across or to uh, or, or set up a, a process that mirrors that uh, within your own organization, and uh, it, it, it's helpful to uh, come with something like that in order to help uh, make your case. Given what you've experienced, what would you say is required today? For those that would want to be international leaders in information security and risk, well, the clearly what I think what's changed is the the need for people that uh, understand the business, understand and can and can speak to uh, uh, the business management, uh, your senior management. Uh, more in their terms, uh, making a business case for um, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish uh, uh, from a security perspective or a business continuity perspective, putting it in in, in business terms uh, as opposed to uh, uh, just technical terms. Uh, 
and and you really need to have the the wherewithal to so to speak talk on both sides of the fence so that if when you're talking to the and working with the technology people uh, you, you certainly have to just as you would to the business people be able to demonstrate that uh, you, you're talking their language and uh, understand the issues and uh, and, and making sense as to what it takes to get things accomplished. Now, you talked before about language barriers and cultural differences. When we talk about bridging this gap between security and business, are there nuances there when you're doing this cross-culturally? Um, I, I don't know so much. Well, I wouldn't call them nuances. It's, it's probably just make, understanding the culture. Um, uh, uh, from country to country, and 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 how the the business is working, and uh, and using technology, or or knowing what the risks are within that technology, and and again, just being able to uh, communicate on whoever your audience is as to as to the right level of what the issues are and what it's going to take to resolve things. Because sometimes it's not technology; sometimes it's just it's policy and people and process as opposed to some silver bullet type technology to, to solve a problem. Again, as we said up front, you've got a unique role because you're in banking and you're also with ISACA. As you look to the banking industry specifically, where do you see banking leaders best and least prepared to bridge these roles internationally? I don't. I don't. From the banking industry, I really don't see it any differently. I uh, I see it's the, the same kind of issues we we just talked about. Uh, what I uh, actually I, I think in the financial services industry, because of uh, a the risk and b the regulatory environment, uh, they tend to get to do it first, if you will, because if the regulators raise the bar on a particular topic or if the industry itself is starting to um, um, focus on a particular topic or a new topic emerges, uh, they happen to be the first ones that have to figure it out, if you will, as, as part of the process. When you look into other industries, as you do from ISACA, what advice would you give to information security leaders there to enhance their skills so they can step up and fill these same roles? Well, I would um, certainly ISACA provides. Um, we have, uh, as an example, uh, both for CISM and, and now CRISP, these certifications in security management and in risk management, and actually SeaGuide as well, which is uh, looks at governance. That is. Uh, We've got a tremendous amount of information in terms of what the program and process uh, should be in the areas uh, to, to focus on. And, and again, it's, it's all of these things are one of the advantages of ISACA is um, it's almost a hundred thousand membership organization that is in um, over a hundred countries on a global basis, and we get volunteers that are go through and, and help develop these um, these different capabilities that that are provided by ISACA. And it's uh, true and tested uh, experts out there that are helping to put these things together. So I, I'd suggest they they look at those that help them through the process uh, 
Uh, we even have a, a business model on information security, which helps you look at not just the technical issues of of security and what are the right kinds of tools, but takes it to the higher level of how you uh, look at all the aspects of of, a, of your organization to help you focus on getting the right kind of business perspective, uh, understanding the, the risk perspective, and, and looking at the cultural aspects of, of the organization and how best to get your program to be successful uh, within those whatever type of organization you have. Amber, one last question for you as we set up top. You've just been re-elected as president of ISACA. What are your objectives in this second term? Really, the we went. The organization went through a relatively big change um, about uh, two years ago. We, we went through an elaborate effort to uh, look look at our strategy and to refocus the organization. And as part of that, uh, so that was the, the beginning of last year that we started that implementation, and that even changed the uh, uh, the office uh, that supports. Uh, uh, the association in terms of how they were structured. So the first year, uh, which was last year, was uh, a lot of focus on making sure we made a significant amount of change. We, we in fact, just uh, um, just created our new uh, website uh, as of uh, the beginning of June. So there's uh, and with with an emphasis on enhancing our collaboration with with our members uh, so they can have much better personal experience on that website and uh, when they have questions and issues and it's kind of back to that practitioner approach of um, you, you know you're you, many times you kind of feel like you're out there on a on a small island trying to figure these things out when you really have a hundred thousand people that are doing the same thing and can, can help you through that process and between that and providing some of our more pragmatic uh, uh, documents about some of the new technologies and some of the uh, new issues that that are arising, uh, just to help help those hundred thousand members uh, uh, do a better job and and help their organizations. Well, Emil, I wish you well, and I thank you for your time and your insight today. Tom, uh, good talking to you. Take care. We've been talking about global security leadership. We've been talking with Emil D'Angelo, the president of ISACA. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.